Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's up, besties? This is Pillows and Beer. I'm Craig Connor. We're joined by Austin Kroll and Nick Norris. I, um, not going to lie, I, I have no idea where geographically, geographically that I am <laughs> in the country. Like, if you were to hand me a printed map and say, point to where you are, it would be very difficult for me. I think we need to as do like in, a geography thing during the tour and just have you guys point out places on map. As I, in, I, you're saying that you don't know where Kentucky is on a map. I mean, I'm saying you don't know where I mean, you, you know, within Kentucky that you are. No, I'm on the border of Kentucky and Tennessee, but like to me, that's always, I mean, we've talked about this before, but now that I just drove it to me, that's always been South of where I lived, I guess, other than the last 14 years of my life, 13 years of my life. Wait, how long have I been in Charleston? 2006. Wait, 20 years, 17? man. Oh. Wait. Um, yeah, yeah, you're right. Wait, 20 years. He's not 38 like, years old. 18 years. Bourbon, you know, it's coming up on 24. Country, yeah, bourbon country, I just always thought was southwest of me, like near Texas. But uh, yeah, after being in Cincinnati, but actually being in Kentucky, now I'm in Kentucky. Uh, coming from Nashville, Austin and I introduced us already. Um, okay. Since I have, uh, I'm going to a Japanese restaurant in Kentucky. I can't. Um, wait. I'm I'm super proud of you, Craig. I'm super proud that you know you're there and 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 you're definitely there for uh, a really good cause. Um, but I'm also like a little bummed for you because like you're on the road again and. You don't even have a Christmas tree at home. And once again, my house is so cozy right now. And like, I just like am surrounded by Christmas cheer. <clears throat> it's like that you song. Need to travel with a candle. I'm not going to lie though. This is the life that I always wanted, you know, and, and I'm glad that I am getting to experience it to know that it's not what I want forever. But like, I mean, I always... <clears throat> admired the guy in like the Christmas movie that we had to travel during the holidays. There was something that got me off about that, you know, that he was like so busy um, that there I was mean, like a thrill to it. There's and, definitely a Hallmark movie about that. And I was just watching it where the hometown girl comes home <clears throat> and everyone in town is like, well, we got to do this and got to do that. And she's like, notoriously known for not being home for Christmas. She's always traveling and she's just talking about all the wonderful places that she's visited and been to on Christmas. Like, Oh, I was in South Africa and you know, 2015. And then I was in, you know, Hong Kong in 2018. And, and of course, Mr. Small town, perfect Christmas man is like, well, you've never had a good old, you know, a cup of hot cider of, uh, you know, Bedford Falls. And and that's what the movie's about. So, yeah, you just described it. You have to isolate. Christmas has to be sacred. And, <clears throat> I mean, I have seven days chiseled out for it. But, like, December should be sacred. And, you know, I'm experiencing it now to hopefully not be as busy next year. But, yeah, I watched – I did watch – the Lindsay Lohan movie on the plane while I did some work on my nice. iPad. And I was like, 
yeah, Austin was right. It was it's sloppy, but I enjoyed it because the score, you know, like it's still Christmas. Um, mm-hmm. And then I started That's... one called like the, the the Christmas classic about some sister that has to come home, and she's the big city like real estate person, and she's coming to buy the public ski resort that her, you know the kid that used to be fat and had a crush on her now owns, but he got all in shape and he was like a tech guy. They throw all this in, but the big twist is her sister works at the public ski resort. And if her company buys it, then it'll become private. No one will get to ski there. So she has to beat her sister. Who is like the 15 time champion in the skiing race. <laughs> What's it yeah, called? it's pretty good called a christmas classic <clears throat> okay i got um, like 10 minutes into it okay i have a i have one that that just popped up <clears throat> prior to jumping on here it was called holiday in the vineyards and it's on netflix and of course i clicked on it because i feel like ever since another Lindsay lohan movie got me all jazzed when nick parker uh owned a vineyard and nick parker is her father and of course i'm talking about the parent trap and they own a vineyard and you know the older that i got i was like wow that's badass like what a badass life you know he he owns his vineyard so this movie on netflix is called uh holiday in the vineyards and a rich guy falls in love with a woman selling the winery that he's planning to buy so um that is another one that just came out in 2023 and it caught my eye so we'll uh We'll see if I dive into that one tonight. That'll be fun. Yeah, I'm uh I'm at a Hampton Inn actually, and I I have a positive relationship with Hampton Inns. It's 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 a you know it's a basic hotel, but it's clean. Wait. Sorry. And there's a microwave in the room, and so I yep. bought popcorn at the desk and I'm gonna make microwavable popcorn later. We've been talking about all the movies, Craig. We haven't talked about yours my- yet. That's true. Yeah, my, Craig, that's it. tell that us is. about your movie. Tuesday's Flu. <laughs> I, I, I knew, by the way, because Nick and I watched the trailer together, actually, in New Orleans, because you were traveling. And I was like, I already know exactly the still that they're going to use of Craig. And I knew that it was you even leaning like against the boat, you know, looking mm-hmm. like, what do you want? I just knew it. I knew it. And it's probably because we had discussed it prior to. No, that's funny. But but... that, that shot, I remember too, when I opened the door, someone was like, really like brace against the door. And I didn't think of it. And I was like, I'm so happy someone did that. Cause there's something to be said about walking out of your like, you know, raggedy boat and putting both arms on the door frame. And, uh, right. It is a shot. It's, uh, so Tuesday's flu is Monday night football is your last chance to make your money back from your bookie after a long weekend of betting on football. And so on Tuesday, if you lose really bad, you've got Tuesday's flu and you might be so sick that you're dodging your bookie. Um, and so your I pay, bookie? No, I owe money. I'm a gambler, a degenerate like degenerate gambler. And um, I am basically used 
for symbolism, not symbolism. Like I am a reflection of the main character's young self. And so like the main character, um, Ross Marquand from uh, Walking Dead, who is so incredible to work with. He was the nicest fucking guy. And I was like nervous. And he's like, dude, you've been hung over before. You've been woken up when you were hung over and didn't want to. He's like, you've owed money to people before. He's like, just be that. Like, just be yourself. Like, <laughs> and it just clicked. Interesting. Um, and he's like, yeah, imagine being so hung over and someone trying, like, and owing someone money. So uh, it's actually really funny that you say that because I just recently had a conversation with, you know, someone because I was watching something and the actor played such a good drunk person. I was like, do you think that they get drunk when they do this? Because it's so good. Or, or there was like a hungover scene. Right. And I'm like, did they get like really drunk the night before? Because they are crushing it right now. Like they're crushing. You should, I mean, you have to, you have to like bad. Was it the thing with bad Santa? Well, no. Oh, yeah. I just saw that. That's where you sent that to us. <clears throat> yeah. That was what's his Billy, uh, uh no, Billy Bob Thornton. Name? Yeah. He was like, I was so fucking drunk. He goes, I started with three glasses of red wine, then switched to vodka, then started pound beers. He's like, by the time I filmed that scene, I was not aware I was filming a movie anymore. Like, I was like, I didn't know why these little kids were running around me. He was like, Whoa. I was pissed face drunk. Yeah, yeah. But like, obviously not all actors do that. But like in the no, because I've hangover... Talked to I've talked to Danny, like Danny McBride, our good buddy, told me that his is not like that. Like I only asked about specific incidences and he was like, I'm just really good at, at like acting that way. So I've heard it I mean, both ways. If, if, if you look at Danny McBride's face too, like, like he just has a face that like looks like he's kind of fucked up already. And I say <laughs> that with all the love, but like it's. It's like he's really good at playing like a high person. You know, he's really good at playing a, I mean, hungover person. That smile. Yes, um, dude. And yeah, I mean, you know, his eyes are, you know, a bit sullen. It's, it's, that's funny that you said Oh, that. but yeah, dude. So I, um, <clears throat> I play a piece of shit, uh, but it's not like too, like it's not too far away from where my life could be. And I've got to pay this like, bookie and i steal money out of like the girl's purse who i had just like you know slept with but instead of like putting the rest of the money back in the purse i put it in my pocket i'm like get the fuck out of here dude and he's like he's like enslaved to this bookie because of something that he did and when he sees me do it he's like fuck like that's exactly how like i ended up here but um and i like kind of like improv to get the fuck out of here and the director was like wait what did he just say and i was like sorry sorry no he's like what the fuck what did he just say and they're like he said get the fuck out of here and he was like i love it leave it and i was like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> so i improv nice. my like because i was like i want to just like turn away and leave him i was like all right get the fuck out of here like what are you doing and so they like he was like, I love that. Leave it in. And I was like, okay, cool. So, so Craig Conover, the actor, steals his his one night stands money and tells her to get the fuck off his boat. No, I tell the, the bookie. Oh, the bookie. The bookie. <clears throat> then I go um, back 
to oh, it. Oh, 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 you like go to the girl's purse. You take out yeah, money to pay in. the bookie and you tell yeah. the bookie to get the fuck out of there. Yeah, and then I take out money. How much, how much uh, time, how much screen time do you think that you have? I mean, not a ton, but it's a, it was a perfect way to yeah. start because I was like, look, it has to be a slow burn into this world because either I'm going to like have a huge, like a long, like a big role and people are going to be like, this came out of nowhere. Like, why does he have this role? Or it can start to be like bits and pieces and continue to grow, which is, I think, what most actors do. I mean, yeah, I think but that I you got to dip in your toe, you know, you don't just say, but hey, I, man, we want you to play like a lead role in something. I mean, but I auditioned for the cop. And so like I read lines, I had to make an audition tape. I like bought a police uniform on Amazon. I remember this actually. Yeah. And so they were like, you do not, you do not fit the look of a beat cop from Jersey. I, dude, I remember all that. Okay. I mean, that was a while ago too, that we were talking about this. This was like six months ago. Mm, maybe a year. Jesus. Maybe a year. Yeah. Um, so. All right. Let's take a, a quick break from here in Fort Campbell, Kentucky. And we'll be right back with an update from Austin. You know, that's the sound of another sale on your online Shopify store. But did you know Shopify powers selling in person too? That's right. Shopify is the sound of selling everywhere, online, in-store, on social media, and beyond. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Without Shopify, I would not be where I am today with Sewing Down South. I mean, we might not even have a company anymore, let alone a giant flagship store on the busiest shopping street in downtown Charleston. Shopify has been with me since day one through all of our e-commerce online, and then we brought it into our store to help us process payments. It makes collecting payments <laughs> just I mean, you don't even think about it. You know, we don't take cash in our store, which I know is crazy. This day and age, the fact that you can't walk into a store and buy something with cash anymore is nuts, but that's another talk. But for us, we only accept um, electronic payments, and Shopify allows us to do that seamlessly. Uh, their card readers are the best we've ever used. We actually bring it to BravoCon and to all of our pop-up shops with us. Shopify is with me and Sewing Down South every day of my life. I can access all of my data in real time, all of my consumer data, and how consumers are behaving on our website or in the store, all from Shopify's easy-to-use app. So... I think you should join me and Sewing Down South and using Shopify with your business. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash pillows and beer, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash pillows and beer to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash pillows and beer. Welcome back, besties, to Pillows and Beer. Uh, we're scattered around the east of the Mississippi. I'm in Kentucky. Nick's in somewhere with snow-capped mountains. And Austin is cozy in Charleston. 
What's going on with the, we saw a lot of action with Drop Pop today on Instagram. What was the, yeah. what's our, the, the a peak behind the curtain? Yeah. Is, yeah. Um, I'm glad you asked Craig, but yeah, man, um, I got a lot of DMs because I finally posted something about Drop Pop. Um, Wait, but your story though, I was like. Will we ever have just regular lives? Even your story was like reality show worthy. It was like after my partners tried to steal the company, Trap Up is back. I was like, oh, I want to know this story. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did that on purpose too. I mean, I was sitting there for like, you know, 15 minutes. I was like, do I fire this out there? Do I not fire it out there? And I was like, no, I want to fire it out there because I want people to know why I've been so coy when everyone is asking me about Trap Hop and when everyone is, you know, I, I get all the DMs and all the people at our shows are like, where's your beer and what's going on? And so I feel like I had to throw something out there. So, um, and then I got a lot of DMs just being like, what's the tea? What's, what's you know the tea? Spill it. Oh my God. You know, please tell us. So I got a lot of those DMs. So um, uh, it makes me happy. So I feel like this is the perfect uh, venue to tell that story. Um well, how about you tell us what's going on with Trap Up now, and then we'll dive into what happened. Um. So now, do we have Trap Up again? We have Trap Up again, Craig. It is in our footprint. It's in South Carolina and North Carolina and Florida and Alabama. And what I did, oh, heck I yeah. did was I did a rebrand, and, and like not much of a rebrand, but. I had to switch my manufacturers down to Florida. I had to switch to a company that specializes in this kind of thing. And um, what I did Killing. this time, as I've talked about cans many times before, was that I finally printed, Craig, my my can. So there's no more wraps. This is a printed can. Oh, and fancy, fancy. And let me see the bottom, like where you used to be able to tell. No, no, Wait, no. So it's the like top, a real dude, here, here at the top was where you could tell me, like, oh, you, that you looks know, could so always good. see it and like you could, you know, pick at it. And thanks, dude. And, um, yes, yeah, so it's <clears> like a real beer can, like this, like my, the yes, yes, yes. And like the reason that you and Monster and, you know, Budweiser and, you know, the huge ones can print it is because there's a minimum order on, you know, cans. And I was like, well, it's like, I always thought that it was cheaper to just get sleeves and like, I never was going to hit, hit that minimum. You know, and they wanted me to buy like a quarter million cans and all this stuff. And so it worked out because I went to a bigger brewery that does this kind of thing. And they were like, we want you to print cans. I was like, say less. And people that are casually kind of listening out there that are like, you know, whatever, dude, it's beer. I mean, it's actually a huge deal. I used to get tagged in this shit all the time. And Craig, oh, yeah, because people bits. don't like, they're not. If you're not in the industry, you don't know any better. And like, like you just, you're, you were the only beer that a lot of people had ever felt a can of, cause it was like kind of a newer thing. So right. now when you're finding, like if you step on a beer can at the bottom of the lake and pull it up, it could still say trap pop. Like it does like Coors Light. Yes. Yes. Light. Dude. That's like an old funny. rusty, like trap pop can like in 30 years that's actually funny that you say that because when i first 
came out with trial pop i guess it was you know, 2019 at this point oh my god i was like i can't wait until one day i'm walking around like a parking lot you know and after like a sporting event or a show and i see like a crushed you know trial pop on you know the ground like i'm gonna pick it up like a badge of honor like people were drinking this at their tailgate fuck yeah that's awesome um so i finally have I mean, yeah, I used to get tagged a lot in people who even would peel off a rapper and be like, what's this? You know, is this even drop up? And I was like, I, guys, it's just a wrapped can, you know, like there are plenty of local breweries yeah, out so there. Breweries that, like, y'all, that. So many breweries do it. So many breweries wrap their cans. Um, but I finally am able to, um, you know, print. Okay. So then. The second thing that I did, Craig. Well, and- so it's being made. I like, and like you've got plenty of it. So like, if you go I've- into a bar and it has it next week, it'll have it the next time. Yes, and that was another thing, right? Where I was running into issues with, um, you know, supply. And basically, what happens is that a brewery can can be like, all right, well, we're low on our beer, so we're going to prioritize our beer over making your beer, and then it just means that beer's not on my footprint and people can come into Craig's store and be like, well, where's Austin's beer? And he's like, well, I think he's out of it right now. So what I did too was um, I made this box. Nick, dude, did you see this? And Craig? Oh yeah. I I made a box um, so to, to hold you know, the six pack box rather okay. than just like a ring. And um, that makes me really, really happy because I like the way that you, boxes you look. You when- to me. <clears throat> yeah, I will. Um, and when they're in um, the off-premise locations, and off-premise being like your grocery store and yeah, you know Walmart, Harris Teeter, your Publix, your Kroger, and so I did that, and then I completely got rid of the King's Calling portion of it because I think it's pretty damn confusing. I mean, you know, I mean King's Calling Brewing Trop Hop. I think that it just you know confused people. Like it is just Trop Hop. People know it is that. And I'm going to keep it as that. And when I, you know, come out with my new flavors in the spring, which I'm already working on, which which I might even let Craig or something even come up with one of them. Well, yeah, I mean, it made sense why you did it. Like I a thousand percent understand. But what's good is to like to be flexible and be like, all right, like everyone knows it as drop pop. It just is what it is. And so now you stick with the drop pop. And, um, I mean, it just feels just add identifiers, you know, from there, Yeah, but you right. never even had things calling on like your brand. Like, no, there are too many moving parts here. Streamline it as drop hop. So I'm very excited and, uh, to be able to finally have it back out. I mean, I was like feeling really, 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 really down about it. I mean, I felt like a failure, yeah. Craig. It, 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 it sucked, man. It really did. You know, failure that adds to the that's the story, it adds to the journey. So you can relate, you don't just start a company and it just works out right away. Like, it takes time and time. Like, there's no one on Shark Tank or anywhere else that's just like, oh, I just made it, you know, out of nowhere. Uh, a little bit of the tea from it, right? Because I feel like people want to hear, you know, the tea on it, and I feel like it deserves to be told. Um, is that uh, basically what happened was that I moved my manufacturing to a prominent brewery here in Charleston. I've been around for ages that I used to work for when I first moved here and things like that. And I was so excited and they had this awesome, just plan for it. And they were like moving and grooving and crushing. And shortly thereafter, the brewery got bought 
by uh, another brewery down in Florida. Okay. And it wasn't a brewery per se. This like company was like, you know, collecting breweries. Right. So under yeah. their like umbrella. So I was like, shit, like I just got in here. I've been in here for three months. Like the people at this brewery have this huge plan for it. And like, we are just going to, you know, expand 10 X and, and, you know, hopefully. And what are these new owners going to say? I was like, Oh my God, this whole thing is done, man before it even begins to take off. And uh, so I had to sit down with, you know, the new owners and, and they were like, Oh my God, like, we didn't even know that, you know, we purchased you and like, we're stoked, you know, now, you know, we fucking have this, uh, um, I mean, this media engine and you and all your followers and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, we have this awesome plan for it and made me feel really, really, really good about it. And so we entered into a, uh, partnership, um, a, uh, like a, like a licensing partnership, you know, basically was now just making freaking royalties. And I was like, all right, well, you guys have this whole team across, you know, the whole South and you know, the whole freaking East coast. And, you know, you've been pitching me that, you know, you want to move up to, you know, Virginia and Pennsylvania and, you know, New York and, you know, beyond and you know, Chicago and all this stuff. And I was like, I mean, you guys have, have the infrastructure that I just quite literally don't, you know, have, I mean, reps in all these places. Now, what was happening right under my nose is that yes, the first, you know, year money was coming in and it was good. And I was like, Oh my God, you know, like this is like the way to do it. This is the way to do it. And, um, I got all sorts of shelf space and this is what I found out that they were using me for. I got all sorts of shelf space and all sorts of chains because I was on those meetings with chains and like was helping to get it into all, you know, these places. And I was like, holy shit, you know, we're moving and grooving. And then they slowly, Craig, just began to ghost me. Like right when like, you know, we were peaking. I was like, holy shit, you know, we're about to get into like, you know, man, Walmart and stuff. And you know, this is awesome. And, and, and this is while we were filming, Craig. And it was happening and I was, you know, getting like really, I was like, wait, they're not, you know, responding to my emails. Like, like, you know, they normally, you know, text me all the time and tell me of, of like an event and, you know, I mean, weekly meetings and they were ghosting me and we were filming and I was like, I have you all this shit, about it. but I had all this shit that was going on, Craig. The last thing that I wanted to talk about was like the producers to get, you know, like a hold of like a failing, you know, flailing kind of something that, you know, was happening. And I was like, I really, really do not want to talk about this, you know, right now. And so, you know, of course, I just kind of put on like a smile. I was like, oh, yeah, you know, Chop Up's great. And we didn't even really film about Chop Up. I mean, like at all this year. And um, that's you know, the thing. You can work as hard as you want. You can have a good idea. But like there's still things that go wrong that are out of your control. And it's like how you figure out how to like pivot and survive them. That's what's tough. I mean, people like don't survive over orders, which is crazy where someone's like, all right, we need 500,000 gazes now. And you're like, so I did, I made a good product. I did right. everything right. And now my business is going right to Craig. Fail. I did it. You know, yes. And then, and then, and then that's what began to happen. They like, couldn't keep up with the orders of my beer because they were like, without even telling me, they were like, phasing me out and using the shelf space that I had gotten at all these places to put in the other products that, you know, were making my beer and then, you know, they'd slide them in there. And I was like, 
So didn't know what was happening. Dude, they kept me in the dark for so long, Craig. It it was it it was like alarming, right? And finally I was like, guys, and like I sent this email so that you know that you know everyone had it to all of my, you know, uh distribution and to people on my team and to them. And I was like, I have it on very good authority from bar owners here and people that work in your company, you know, I didn't you know, rat them out. And I was like, that you are phasing out my beer. Reps are telling bar owners here that Trop Hop is no more. I was like, what is that about? And they Why were, were like, they doing it? Craig, I don't know. But, but kind of like I said, because they used me for shelf space. And once they, you know, got my shelf space and put in their products, then they phased you know, me out. And they were like, oh, well, like, we don't, we don't need to keep you in the trap hop around anymore. And they just like ghosted me, Craig, for like three months. It was so bizarre. I was like pulling out my hair. It was the, you know, worst thing ever. So I sent this email. They sent me back, you know, some complete bullshit email. Like, no, 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 that's not true at all. That's not true at all. And then on Monday, I get, you know, the breakup text from them being like, hey, you know, it's been a, it's been a pleasure to work, you know, the trap hop, but you know, we're going like our own direction, which was in our contract. And at first they, you know, were nervous that I was going to bail on them, you know, but it was like a, like a 60 day fucking breakup clause, you know? So the beer and, now and though, the, they the pulled the plug beer. on me and yes. And I mean, I trademarked everything prior to going into business with them. I was like, I own this all and, They're lost. Uh, and now survive. it's freaking December, you know? So it was like a six month, you mean turnaround to get all this shit you know, back in my name and, you know, all of the I mean, licenses to all the places, you know, that I was at and then to reach out to all of the distributors and tell them, you know, what was going on, but maintaining kind of, you know, professionalism throughout. And so that is the story. I mean, that's, oh, yeah. that's the story. And like, I really, for the first time in a long time, I'm like, you know, sitting here, like I had a huge smile on my face today, Craig. I was like, you know, taking pics and doing all the things. And um, I, I'm not really drinking tonight, but I survived my very first sip of my new drop up as it's cold because I haven't had a sip of it. Well, I wish, well, you have to bring it over to the house. Um, thank you for listening. And I love you guys. Uh, and we'll be right back after this commercial. So you know I put eardrops in my eyes and that's why I was running around. You know that's the sound of another sale on your online Shopify store. But did you know Shopify powers selling in person too? That's right. Shopify is the sound of selling everywhere. Online, in store, on social media, and beyond. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Without Shopify, I would not be where I am today with Sewing Down South. I mean, we might not even have a company anymore, let alone a giant flagship store on the busiest shopping street in downtown Charleston. Shopify has been with me since day one through all of our e-commerce online, and then we brought it into our store to help us process payments. It makes collecting payments <laughs> just uh, i mean you don't even think about it you know we don't take cash in our store which i know is crazy this day and age the fact that you can't walk into a store and buy something with cash anymore is nuts but that's another talk but for us we only accept 
um, electronic payments. And Shopify allows us to do that seamlessly. Uh, their card readers are the best we've ever used. We actually bring it to BravoCon and to all of our pop-up shops with us. Shopify is with me in Sewing Down South every day of my life. I can access all of my data in real time, all of my consumer data, and how consumers are behaving on our website or in the store, all from Shopify's easy-to-use app. So I think you should join me and Sewing Down South and using Shopify with your business. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash pillows and beer, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash pillows and beer to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash pillows and beer. All right, and welcome back to this episode of Pillows and Beer. If you're still with us, I hope you are. I hope you found that you know interesting. I hope that what you take from it is that um, you know to be very careful whom you give uh, uh, you know, control over something that, you know, you care about deeply. No, basically no one's going to care about your own product more than you are going to care about your own product is what I found out. And, you know, I can surround yourself with a great team, which I know that Craig would 1000%, uh, agree with. And I can even say that about freaking pillows and beer for God's sakes, like surround yourself with good people. We got Nick, we got Jerry and, uh, you know, others that work behind the scene to make it all work. So, um, all right, enough of that. I did, but I did get a lot of DMS about it. I did get a lot of DMS of people yeah. being like, even talk about it on you know the podcast. And, um, I didn't for the longest time because, um, I kind of, I kind of had this like imposter fucking syndrome where I was like, nobody wants to hear about it. You know, I mean, no one wants to hear about it. You know, what was me boohoo, but, um, yeah, but you're coming yeah. out of it. That's a good thing. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, man, beer's expensive and beer's a pain in the ass. You know, the alcohol business is a pain in the ass. You know, for instance, I freaking ordered um, some Loverboy. I ordered some Loverboy from Kyle, right? I was sitting on the couch, you know, last week or something like that. And I was like, hmm, you know, this, you know, whatever flavor seemed, seemed good. I'm going to support my friend's business because I know what it means, you know, and what it means to support your friends for, you know, businesses. Um, and, you know, even though that Kyle can ship, like I had to text him today and be like, uh, they sent it back to you because when I ordered it, it came when I was out of town to go to the reunion and to go to NOLA. And, you know, they did the one, two, three tries and they're like, all right, well, you know, we're sending it back. So someone has to sign for the alcohol. They can't just leave it on the porch. So I never got that. And that just kind of cracks me up. I'm like, oh, the wonderful world of alcohol. And all it's the so hoops bizarre. that you have to jump through to, to, you know, to sell it to people. Right. So people in, in Boston, you know, you're sitting there like, all right, man, well, where's chop up going to be? You know, when I come, I'm like, I don't distribute it there. Um, but maybe, you know, I, I want all of our besties to know out there. If you know a distribution company in your state, a distribution company, you know, not just something like, Oh, oh man, my aunt Sue owns like a, whatever. And said that, you know, she would bring it in. I'm talking to the distribution company. <clears throat> and so I have to have an agreement with, and then they can drop my beer off at your favorite watering hole in so your town. So if you guys have friends that work for distribution companies in your town, you reach out to us, please. I mean, I mean, this one is, you know, uh, info at tropopbeer.com. And 
we are constantly getting licenses as we speak in all these states and it costs money to get a license in each state more expensive than you know you think man the alabama license costs us like five five hundred fucking bucks you know and it's all it just ugh, it's so frustrating all the different freaking loophole or loopholes just hoops you gotta jump through right so if anyone out there you know they're like hey man i really want it in you know virginia then uh send me your send me your contact of the person that you know you know and we'll get the ball rolling we have a bestie that listens that i think she might know some people so i bet you she i bet you she reaches out when she listens to this episode yeah man that'd be awesome i mean our listeners are the best and you guys always you know reach out when we ask you to or like advice on this that or the other so um yeah it's one of those things where like i mean i can't even tell you like my business partner, you know, would reach out and she, you know, would tell me updates and whatnot. And I'd be like, I don't even want to hear it. Like I was so depressed and like in my own head. And I was like, am I really going to let this die? And, and people in my corner in life are like, no, you're not going to. Like, that's what happens in life. Tales so what, is, time. what are we going to look forward to? What, uh, what, what type of flavors are you thinking of? Are we going to get a hazy? What are we going to get? Dude, What's the that mix? is such a good question, you know, Nick. So basically what I want again is, is, is my three baseline flavors decided to not go with a lager. I kind of want to go with like a variation of a wheat, right? Like I want to throw in like peach or even apricot, which some people might be like apricot, but I used to drink this freaking apricot wheat beer and I could not get enough of it. Um, and then in the third one, I mean, I want you guys to help me with like you and Craig and because Craig I love is getting a good beer now, dude. When Craig ordered a peanut butter porter at the bar the other night, like I could have cried. I, I was so happy. I was like, I've been trying to get you to drink beer for six years and you're finally doing it. So like, um, that was know, Christmas like beer. He loves those. You're gonna have to do a pumpkin beer for him in the fall of next. Well, year. that's, you know, that's what I can do now. Like I can do it because I have the, you know, the infrastructure to do it. I mean, yeah, it costs like a little a little pop of money every single time that, that I make like a new variant, but um, I want three year rounds and then I begin and then I want to make um, a couple of like Christmas beer, pumpkin beer, maybe like an Oktoberfest. I don't know. I just don't know, but the possibilities are endless. And finally I'm like happy and I'm like wearing my gear again. And I'm like, you know, just like excited. I'm just excited that uh, like it's back and I'm going to be like, it's right in time for the holidays, which is not the best time to sell alcohol. Because what do you think that everyone does on January 1, Nick? Oh, well, yeah. They stopped drinking for they about a week. They stopped drinking yeah, for about <laughs> a week. People people try to make it a month. They're like, they're going to the gym. They're all trying to get in shape. So, yeah. I mean, I'm not entering the most like lucrative time of beer. But uh, still play the football matter is, is that it's back in time, right in time for like even once it begins to get warm again then it's like like it, it's already here we're ready to roll now i'm just talking like a proud parent so <clears throat> nick is there anything else that uh you want to talk about before, before no, we take off i here? think i uh, gave a good business update uh, i'm just giving myself a quick plug if you're still looking for uh christmas gift hawkoutdoorliving.com for some fun fire pits and if your dad's a big griller we got some grill tables as well so HawkeyeOutdoorLiving.com. Um, I got nothing else, Austin, right now. Okay. Um, I mean, 
my house is so GD cozy right now. <clears throat> and I hope that everyone who's listening has a cozy, cozy, you know, whatever spot, spot to go home to and to cuddle up. And that's just like the time of year it is that that's, what's making me happy. Um, I mean, as well as my beer, but, um, besties, you guys are so supportive of us and we love you so much. And, uh, thanks for tuning in with us this week. Um, until next week, I'm going to go and OD on some Christmas movies so that we can come back and talk about them. Yes. We got to say what our top three or like top five Christmas movies are next week. Absolutely. Um, as well as, um, pop stuff, but, um, we didn't really get around to it, but, um, all right, guys. Well, we love you so much and thanks for tuning in and I'll talk to you next week. What's up, Pillows and Beers listeners? I'm Reality Steve. If you're a fan of The Bachelor and all things pop culture, reality TV, you should check out my show, The Reality Steve Podcast, a daily show about The Bachelor, other reality TV shows you may be watching right now. I definitely throw in a lot of Taylor Swift talk and so much more. Search Reality Steve on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.